Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back to Angie and Steven's podcast. Cross Alone. Cross Alone Podcast. How's that? That was, was perfect. That yeah, that was Yay. perfect. Yay. Uh, second time's a charm when you are uh, recording uh, the same episode twice. Yes. Second time. I just, you know what? I also love how, like, I feel like when you're singing it, your light, your your eyes and your face just light up because you're yeah. so excited to sing the song with I me. am. I, I, I anticipate my part of Christ Alone Podcast. <laughs> and you sound um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I should do it with the uh, auto-tune. But anyways. We should. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, trust me, this, um, this mixer is way cooler in person. I... I, I really don't like that you don't hear any of the effects if I, you know, if I uh, play them or mess with them. But, um, but yeah, we want to thank everybody for joining us back. Uh, so a little backstory of what happened. We recorded a full, like, one hour and 18 minute episode on Mormonism versus Christianity. And, uh, you know, and God was like, nope, try again. So, so uh, here we are. Here we are. Uh, what ended up yep, happening yep. was, uh, for those of you that got to hear it before I took it down, uh, is that it it only recorded my side of the conversation, and so mm-hmm. it was just there was like every every section where my sister was speaking, it was just quiet and me going, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so we had a you know we had a very uh faithful listener uh reach out and say hey uh i can only hear you uh one side of the conversation only uh now Thank you to that faithful listener i love that yes and now here's the thing though right uh it's, it's you would think it wouldn't be that much of a problem because i do most of the talking anyway but right <laughs> but apparently i apparently I, I contribute to the conversation apparently you contribute <laughs> to this podcast one way or another uh no it was it was uh it was great it was great uh but it, i i appreciate that there's people listening that care enough to uh you know reach out and say hey uh you know there's something wrong here and yeah. uh we appreciate that and we want that we want the feedback not just for you know technical difficulties uh we also want them for spiritual difficulties you know mm-hmm. uh questions of faith questions of religion uh you know questions about uh, specific situations you know um we are here and you know god has equipped us with the holy spirit to be able to address those issues and we do that with all the confidence in christ alone so so amen so hit us hit us with the question uh so yeah i thought you were telling me to hit you with the questions i'm like okay i'm not ready but no 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 uh no we're not we're not ready uh so let's just i mean i don't know do you i it, it feels redundant for me to ask you so how's your week since i've already known and uh uh 
Yeah. Right? We, I mean, we discussed this in the first uh, take of this episode, so. Yeah. I think, um, you know, let's just. Oh. Let's. Uh, let's just what? Let's just go well, into let's... more. I, I think okay. there's a lot to say about Mormonism, so I yes. say we just go. And, well, well uh, let, me, let me let me give let me give that the testimony real quick of uh you know a little bit of what God's been doing in my life you know um, yes uh, so you know uh, beginning of the year uh, not even two days in you know I'm in a I'm in a bad place uh, uh, where you know to a certain extent I had I had lost hope in the situation that I was confronted with and. Um, and you know, it's it was hard because you know you read the Bible, you fast, you pray, you worship, you you are in love with God. You you know, there's all this joy in the world, and then you have a moment where it's you. you it's like for for a moment you don't feel it. You don't. It's like is it is it me? Is there something wrong with me? Is it, did I mess up? Did did something go wrong? You know, um, I, there's things that I have been praying for for a long time, and I was at the point just where where God had had not answered me yet. But also, at, in my humanity, I was like at the end of it. You know, um, I right. I hit a wall, and I was like, okay, what what do I do now? I've been praying, God's not answering. Do I need to seek help outside of you know God and myself? Like like what what do I do? Who do I talk to? And so, um, so I wrote this. I wrote this letter, and and one was specifically to one person. The other one was just uh, kind of open to whoever. Because at, at the time that I was writing it, I didn't know who I was sending it to. It was more of like a, a letter to God, you know, and me just opening up about you know the situation. And so I just was at a point where I didn't know what to do. And I needed an answer like soon, and um, and you know I so I sent the letter out and I didn't get a response and and then out of nowhere it was like God came down and touched me and said it's okay I I got this you don't need you know you don't need to depend on any person on any. Uh, human you don't need to depend on anyone except me and he just started answering my prayers one after another after another after another back to back to back to back and I think that if I was to express the details of you know I guess this part of my life because now it's not just a situation that God has resolved it's just my life period and if I was to give the details of it, you know, a lot of people would be like, I don't, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm still wowed about it. Yeah. Um, but but it's happening. And, you know, that, that situation uh, taught me to lean more on God um, and to trust and confide in him. So, yeah. um, so I'm really, I'm really happy about that. And, uh, and I love that. Like I said before, that God is more faithful to me than mm -hmm. I am to Him. Um, so, so yeah, so so that's been happening. So a lot of lot of uh, answered prayers happening. They keep happening. 
uh, almost uh, to a, to a level of scariness, right? That mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Like I have to be watchful about what I pray now because mm-hmm. I feel like if I yeah if I say joking jokingly, uh, it, it could just happen. Like that's that's yeah. how powerful it is. And I had to uh, I had to um, oh what's the word? What's the word? Uh, my daughter said something and I had to uh, how do you say it uh, um, I have no idea reprender, what you're reprender. rebuke rebuke yeah thank you I had to rebuke uh, her because uh, you know she said something jokingly and I was like alright so here's here's really I mean it's stupid uh, she dropped a, a little sour candy on the floor and uh, I asked her for one that she was eating from the from the package so she gave me one and then I said all right now give me the one from the floor and she's like ew I'm like listen 20 second rule right 20 second rule and she gave it to me like right away um, mm-hmm. but she was lucky because I didn't have to switch to the 30 second rule right but <laughs> but, but, but I ate it I ate it and she's like ew don't do that I'm like there's nothing wrong with it She's like, ew, don't do that. You're going to get COVID. And I said, listen, don't say that because words have power. Mm. And the thing is that, you know, the the way that God has been moving, I I feel like, hey, you got you gotta be careful what you're saying now. With what you say, yeah. Exactly. So you guys heard it here first. If you have a prayer request that you need answered, let us know. <laughs> Amen. Um, God's <laughs> God's answering. He's on students. a roll with me. Yeah, he's on a roll with me. Uh, and, and, you know, and and, and so uh, a, another situation happened uh, on social media where I posted something and I had um, I had some hate mail or hate messages come through my uh, my uh, private message or direct message uh, on Facebook. And it was just a gentleman that was just completely upset with what i had posted um and uh you know whether he had a right or not to be upset um it was it was hard to listen to you know somebody Mm -hmm. expressing so much anger and hostility towards me because i you know it's not that i don't i haven't dealt with that kind of stuff but it's a lot of the times when i've dealt with it it's because you don't understand or you misunderstood or there's something that there's a disconnect in the communication but this just like came out of nowhere and i don't even know this person like Mm -hmm. that's the thing so you know i with with first peter 315 in my heart (laughs) i just uh started to talk to this person you know glorifying god uh and while representing myself and my belief system Um, Also, while doing it with gentleness and respect, um, I I answered, you know, I answered him back Um, and uh, and he came back even harder and he came back harder. And every time he came back harder and harder and harder and uh, verbally, of course. And uh, I mean, it wasn't just text. It was like audio. Uh, so, so I was like, all right. And, uh, and I just, I'm, I'm like, you know what, this is in your hands. And instinctively, I think most of us would block a person, right? Because first of all, you don't know that person. Second of all, they're just insulting you. And you're like, I don't need to deal with this block. Right. 
Right. And I think most of us would naturally do that. Now, instinctively, that's what I wanted to do. But something in my heart said, don't block him. Don't block him. And a couple days later, I mean, this this went on for a couple of days. But after the the insults uh, had stopped, uh, like the next day after, I got another message. And it was an apology. And the apology, uh, you know, came off very sincere. And he opened up about you know being a musician and he, he opened up about his life and all these things all these personal things that i didn't even ask him he just opened up to me and it all started with are you really a christian mm-hmm. do you really serve god yeah and i i don't know i i think for the first time in my life I was able to very, very uh, enthusiastically and proudly say yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, and uh, and he's like, I, you know, I just want to make sure that you are, you know, that you are real about that, um, mm-hmm. and because if you are, then I can respect that. And so we just kept talking and talking, and he, as he told me about his life, which. You know, I I couldn't help but keep, you know, thinking about Job, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you know the story of Job, this was the kind of vibe that, or I guess not vibe, but this was the kind of um, story, you know, that, that he had to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so not an easy one, right? Not an easy life. And so through it, you know... Uh, God used me to to comfort him, to talk to him, and to you know answer his questions, and um, you know to the point where you know he he just started sending me some cool videos of him playing the piano. <laughs> He's nice. amazing. He's amazing. Uh, uh, anyways, amazing story, right? So, so long story long. Uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, so long story long, he um, you know, it, it it was it was all God being glorified through the entire conversation and I realized in that moment that the whole purpose of me posting something and then him replying was for God to be glorified in that conversation and for a seed to be planted, uh, either planted or replanted or watered or whatever that part of the process it you know, that he is in. Um, Amen. so, uh, I, it just, it blew my mind. It blew my mind really because I, I've never, I've never experienced God answering so many prayers and not easy prayers, but answering so many, uh, you know, big prayers, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. so, so quickly, so consistently, and to keep doing it. And yeah. just letting me know that, you know what, you can't do this alone. Um, you know, you have to leave everything at my feet. Um, everything, absolutely everything. And you have to submit to me and seek me. And that's it. 
and um you know i always think about um all those all those moments through scripture where you know people were afraid were scared were you know in those moments where they just didn't know what to do and then jesus just walks up to them and puts his hand on their shoulder and Mm -hmm. says you know fear not Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, Isaiah 41.10 is exactly what I've been living, like, almost word for word. You know, fear not, uh, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will hold you. I will... I, I messed that up. Up- I will hold, hold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just, it's an amazing feeling to experience the word of god not just come to life but it it's it's almost like uh my my experience is the literal word of god that i just had so so um you know so if i if i could explain my experience it's that verse Mm -hmm. you know um and um and it's just amazing. So I'm truly blessed and humbled by, you know, God's grace and uh, forgiveness and faithfulness to me, and, and uh, of course His amazing, amazing love. So yeah. That that true, truly, I I hope to one day understand. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a something that a lot of us can relate to in that. Sometimes we get frustrated because we're praying for something. We're praying for something. We don't get it. But, um, you know, the Bible says, you know, ask, seek and knock. And sometimes we just, you know, we just give up on that prayer. But eventually, you know, God answers. And sometimes sometimes we don't get the answer that we want. But he's going to answer regardless. Yeah. Um, but we have to, you know, remember that verse, you know, Romans eight twenty eight that all things work according to his purpose. All things work for good. Um, for the good so, of all those. Yeah. 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 It's um, it's great. I listen. I recommend Christ to everybody. Uh, it, strongly recommend five strongly, out of five. <laughs> strongly recommend five out of five. Um, you know. Uh, and I think part of it, like in these frustrating situations, again, prayers unanswered. It teaches us like you said to have this dependence on god where it's like well i feel like god is like i want i want to know that if it's just me is that enough yeah because sometimes we do it where it's like okay i want you god but also i want all these other things and not to say that god doesn't want to bless us he he does want to bless us um but the point we have to understand and i think it's something something that we uh we forget all the time as Christians, and 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 I think non-believers don't don't understand as well, is that the awesomeness of God is that we get God, like that's the best blessing ever. Well, and that's, if we have, and we if we have nothing else, then that that's enough. Well, that's the good news of the gospel. That, right, that is what the gospel is. Right, and then like it, it brings me back to you know Jesus saying, I think we've talked about it before, Jesus saying. Um, you know, you have to eat of my flesh and, and drink of my blood. And everyone's like, what the heck are you talking about? And he's <laughs> basically saying, 
that same thing. I'm enough for you. So if you seek me, if you allow me to walk with you and I'm everything to you, you don't need any. If you're missing everything else, you're going to be perfectly fine. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I think when we, when we pray for things too, um, you know, we, uh, if we pray for patience, our expectation is that God is going to give us patience. Yeah. Uh, not that, not that God is going to give us an opportunity to be patient and to practice patience, which is really and to grow that patience, to grow it. Yeah. Cause that's how that happens. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times we ask God for things and we want God to just like snap his fingers and boom, it, it's done. And, yeah. uh, and while it might happen that way on occasion, uh, to whoever he yeah. chooses to, um, a lot of the times it's not. Yeah. And like even with even with what you're talking, like what's happened with you now where you've had so many prayers and he's answered all of them. It's not like you just prayed them and he answered them. It's things that you've been praying for probably for a long time. Yes. And they're just, you know, by his grace and by his plan, they're all just converging. Yes. You know, around the same time. Yes. Amen. Yeah, I'm so happy. Um, it's yeah, it's amazing. Amazing is great that's awesome yeah um <laughs> so before we go um into mormonism you think we can take a break because i gotta pee <laughs> sure sure <laughs> all right. is that t- t- tmi wait hold on all right you didn't hear that but i, I hit the bleep, bleep button did you <laughs> did you bleep me after i said pee yeah i know I don't know how this button's supposed to work. How am I supposed to know somebody's going to say something that's not appropriate? Like, I, I keep my finger on the button, and then when they say it, then I... Okay. I, you know well, I mean? I'm going to practice right now. All I'm right. going to say, I have to go to, and then you'll beat me. All right. Can we, can we take a break? Because I have to go... <laughs> yes, that works. Did that work? Yes. But, but it's not authentic, so I don't know. Also, I'm, I didn't curse, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just to be clear because, she didn't say just anything be, just to be clear yeah. i didn't say anything wrong she actually did not say anything so yeah because yeah so uh, but yeah all right so uh, anyways all right let's back. take a break and then we'll be, be back with some good stuff yeah All right, welcome back from the break. Welcome, welcome. Oh, oh. What was that? What was that? It was uh was that the machine that we got? Or no, was that you? That was me. Wow. That was a scratch. Mine was too. Did you notice? Really do it. For a second. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, you think I have a machine that's, too? Yeah, that's yeah. Or you need one? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. All, All right. right, so we're gonna talk about Mormonism. So really quick before we hit the different points, um, I want to tell you that I googled Mormonism because you know Google. Yeah. Google answers a lot of questions. Yeah. So also uh, for the record, I could not find anything on Christianism. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I first looked up uh, Mor- Mormonanity and nothing. Mormonanity. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's Mormonism. Um, so I looked up Google, which, you know, quick side note, whatever happened, I was talking to someone the other day and I'm like, whatever happened to Ask Jeeves? You remember Ask Jeeves? No. You didn't use Ask Jeeves? I don't know like, what that is. It was just a website where you would put any question that you would have and it would take you to what you need. No, I must have not had very many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I think Google just blew up and. uh, I I heard of ask.com. I mean, that was a thing. Ask.com. It might still be a thing where you ask a question and then, uh, you know, just random people answer and hopefully you get one that's, you know, that's right. Yeah, maybe we're know. talking about this. I don't know. Anyways, maybe it changed. so I asked uh, Google, um, what is Mormonism? And the answer to Google, you know what it was? It was the religious beliefs and practices of Mormons. Wow. I'm like, thanks, Google, for that. Yeah. Um, so insightful. Um, but they're also known as the Latter-day Saints. So if someone says, yeah, I'm from the Latter-day Saints, they basically saying they're Mormon. Yeah. Latter um, days meaning the last days. Which, huh, I didn't which, know that. Yeah, which might appeal to, uh, you know, people who are interested in eschatology. Interesting. So um, basically it was founded less than 200 years ago by this guy named Joseph Smith, who claimed that he had personal, he had been personally visited been visited by uh, God the Father and Jesus Christ, who told them that all the churches um, and their creeds were not an abomination, and so he had to make it right. Um, and so he basically started the real, the real church who followed real truths. Um, also, another part of the story is that um, an angel named Moroni shows up to uh, Joseph Smith. And he basically shows him some golden tablets that reveal truths. But uh, then the the tablets disappear because, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to reference except, you know, Joseph Smith and his experiences. Um, so uh, really quick, I wanted to go to Galatians 1, 8 to 9. And I'm going to read it once I find it. Galatians written within the first two uh, decades after the uh, resurrection. Right. Um, So Galatians 1, 8 to 9 says, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be a curse. I love that he's just basically repeating the same thing over, but he just wants to hone in on the fact that if you hear gospel different from the one in the Bible, the one that Jesus preached, um, then, you know, you shouldn't follow that gospel. Yeah. And um, and that's what Galatians is about, because Pharisees come in and they try to say, hey, um, in order to be saved, it, it's Jesus. Plus, you need to be circumcised. And, and Paul's like, no. That's not the gospel. The gospel is just Jesus. Um, And I think we'll kind of go into that a little bit later. But um, this is, you know, something that Joseph Smith and his followers needed to have considered when trying to believe, apparently, these angels that showed up, quote unquote, angels that showed up. 
I'll add to that as well. Second uh, Corinthians eleven four, it says, "For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough." And later down the uh, chapter. On Second uh, on Corinthians 11.13, it says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Mm. And the, again, that just speaks again to the same thing that you were saying, uh, you know, Paul writing in, in Corinthians. And uh, we, we have to watch out for that. Yeah. Any, anything we hear and anything we listen to, um, we have to compare it to the word of God. And, and I mean, we that is our go, standard. Yes. Yeah, that is our standard. We won't go into it, uh, you know, how specifically, why we specifically, we believe it to be um, true. Um, but I would encourage you if you didn't to, if you didn't listen to those first few episodes um, of the podcast where we go really into it, but, um, but yeah, so anything, like I said, anything we listen to, anything we hear, you believe no matter how good or even how close to the gospel it might sound, um, we have to compare it to the Bible. Because um, I was saying when we first recorded this <laughs> that uh, I was looking when I was looking into, you know, Mormonism, I was looking at some um, bullet points about it and it sounded so right. It sounded, you know, it's yeah. saying Jesus, is the son of God, you know, he died, he resurrected. Um, and all these things. And I'm like, that sounds like what's wrong with this. And then yeah. as you went a little deeper, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see where we're off. Um, but yeah, before they, we go on. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. sorry I want to add too. it's because they use the, the same terms and the same language that we feel so familiar mm -hmm. with it. Um, but, you know, um, the late Ravi Zacharias put it this way. He said um, that most people think that all religions are uh, fundamentally the same and superficially different, but mm -hmm. in reality, they are super superficially the same and fundamentally different. And that's why. Yeah. Why do you smile? So <laughs> I smile because like you, you said that in the first time we recorded and I feel like you have to slow yourself down so you say it right. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's, it, yeah. But it's true, yeah. Yeah, fundamentally, yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, but before we go into the different points, I wanted to preface it by saying if you're a listener and you are uh, Mormon, we just want to say that we love you. Um, we, you know, we want to do this in love. Um, yes. We, you know, we ourselves wanted to learn more about Mormon, Mormonism, but we also want to make sure that, that we all know the truth and we're not confused. Yeah. Um, so if we explain anything incorrectly, we ask that you would reach out to us if, if you'd be willing to have a conversation with us, um, have a debate with us, 
that we would do with gentleness and respect. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll go into it, but we want to say if you, again, if you're Mormon and you're listening, we love you. Um, and we hope that this episode blesses you. Amen. All right. All right. So, <laughs> Take it so yeah, so, uh, so, I mean, we could start with some very, uh, specific fundamental differences, right? And I think the foundation of Christianity is Jesus Christ, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. but it's more dependent. Christianity is more dependent on a risen Christ. So, uh, I forgot who said this, but, uh, I think I, I posted it, um, not long ago on our Instagram. It says if, if Christ, uh, if Christ truly rose from the dead, then, uh, atheism is false. And mm -hmm. if Christ did not rise from the dead, then Christianity is false. Mm -hmm. And so the point of that is, again, uh, reiterating that Christianity is based on the resurrection of Christ. And mm -hmm. when you first encounter uh, Mormons, uh, that's what they lead with. Because uh, I don't know what the statistical numbers are, but a large percentage of converted Mormons are former Christians. And it's because they get you with the similarity of language, like we spoke about uh, just a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So they'll say the same exact thing, that they believe in the resurrected Christ, that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God. But now we're going to get into a little bit more specifics about what you know, what that means and uh, what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, okay, so... So I'll just... I'll just talk about... Since we're talking about Jesus, um, when you talk about Jesus, um, you know, the world uh, likes to generalize everything, right? Mm -hmm. And when we speak about Jesus, you have to understand that Christians are very specific about Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're very specific as who it is that died for us and why he died for us and how, how he saved us and how that gift of salvation is offered freely to us and how we must do nothing, nothing out of our own effort to be saved that all we have to do is accept Christ as our mm -hmm. Savior. And so here are some examples of maybe some of the other Jesuses that exist. Uh, so uh, the Jesus of the Jehovah Witnesses uh, believe that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. Uh, the Jesus of Christian Science believe the Jesus of Principle. Uh, the Jesus of Eastern Religion it believe that Jesus is an avatar between God and man. The Jesus of the New Age. This one is, uh, I don't want to say one of my favorites, uh, but this is one of the ones that tickles me the most as the Jesus of the New Age because I think this is pro probably the most predominant one out of most of these. Uh, Jesus of the New Age is the mystical God within. It's, the, it's that thing that's... that that they sell you in books that you can do it, that the power is within you right. to self-manifest 
your prosperity and your success and that mm. only you can do it. Yeah. So uh, that's that one. And then Jesus of liberalism, which is uh, Jesus is just a good moral example. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, of course, uh, the Jesus of our subject matter today, the Jesus of Mormonism is a pre-existent spirit brother of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. So that right there, yeah, I got to pump the brakes on because I'm like, explain to me how Jesus and Lucifer are siblings, right? Yeah. And uh, the Mormons believe that, you know, that there is a heavenly father and a heavenly mother that, uh, or that, that God came and uh, procreated Jesus the old-fashioned way, <laughs> the way we right. do it, and uh, with Mary, and that's how Jesus was born. And, uh, you know, when I try to, like, ask or find out what why where's the part that tells you that jesus is the brother of lucifer they provide scriptures in the bible that mm -hmm. don't tell me that at all um and um you know that goes you know that kind of jumps into another point that we'll discuss is the book of mormons right that they follow that was written by like you said uh, joseph smith and my biggest question to Mormons is because they claim, right? They claim there's three scriptures that they claim to believe in plus the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So sure. uh, can you name those for us? So that's, uh, so, so they. The Book uh, of Mormon. Supposedly follow the Bible. There's the Book of Mormon. Um, there's the Doctrine of the Covenants, which is containing a collection of modern revelations. So, so they believe really um, that leaders within the Mormon church can have a revelation. And that's right. um, my understanding is that, you know, that can be added to there. And there's a pearl of great price, which is considered by Mormons to clarify doctrines and teachings that were apparently lost from the Bible. Right. So, so, so they believe that in, uh, in the prophets, right. Or these high priests and prophets, mm -hmm. right. So here, here are some examples of, you know, Mormonism and Christianity. Uh, as it pertains to a specific, uh, their specific prophets. I'll even include Islam in this, since we'll later on discuss it. But uh, so the highest prophet for Christianity is Jesus. For Islam, it's Muhammad. For Mormonism, it's Joseph Smith, who, side note, claimed to be the second Muhammad. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, uh, so how many wives did these uh men have jesus had none uh muhammad had 11 or 13 and joseph smith had 34 or 48 oh, wow. uh, founding moment for these men uh for jesus it was the resurrection for muhammad it was the quran delivered by angel and for joseph smith it was the tablets delivered by angel um mm -hmm. The Bible is, to Christianity, truth. To Islam, corrupt. To Mormonism, corrupt. Jesus is, to Christianity, God. To Islam, a prophet. To Mormonism, 
man who became God. Number of gods. To Christianity, Jesus is, I'm sorry, to Christianity, there's only one God. To Islam, there is one God. And to Mormonism, there is three gods, or there are three gods. Um, salvation for Christianity is by faith. With Islam, it's by faith and works. And with Mormonism, it's by faith and works. The afterlife in Christianity, we live with God. In Islam, we live like a God. And in Mormonism, we become a God. So those are, I mean, I think, again, fundamental differences uh, with uh, these religions that obviously there's a lot of contradiction here. I Just about everything that I read was a contradiction, right? Yeah, so, so I want to hit on a few things. So, so I... To talk really quick on uh, Mormons and their belief in Jesus, like I said before, I was reading about Jesus being, you know, the only son of God and, and you know, that all sounds right. But kind of along with, with what you were saying, um, they think aside from him, them thinking that uh, he was the brother of Lucifer, um, that he had a wife, um, they also believe that he was created by God, you know, and if we look at the Bible. And it tells us that Christ has always been, always is, and always will be um, because he is God. You know, in, in Christianity, we understand that there is a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and that Jesus was there in the beginning um, and even before the beginning, when, you know, when God in, yeah. you know, and, the trinity created everything. And additionally, I think in Isaiah 4310, uh, not 4310, uh, uh, 40 something. I can't remember. But somewhere in the, in the 40s there, um, uh, you know, God says that there is no one before me or after me. There's no other God before me or after me. Yeah. Um, and then we see in John 1 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything uh, made that was made. And we obviously know from context that it's referring to Jesus. Everything was made by Him, through Him, and for Him, and He was there, like I said, in the beginning. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I that that argument from the Mormons saying that Jesus was a created being from that reference. I think they reference Isaiah as well saying uh, that God, the father is the father of all things. You know, we, we, uh, it's, it's just very easy to look at one specific verse yeah. in the, in the Bible well, and to draw any conclusion that you want, but you have to look at the Bible as a whole. So here, here's, here's for me also the important thing about when we're seeking truth is um, you have to be able to test this truth. And when you find contradictions in these truths, um, then then you have to s investigate further and find out, okay, there's something off ab about this, right? Mm -hmm. I know from the little bit that I've read of the Book of Mormon, I don't need to go further because I've already discovered the there's contradictions, not just within itself, but also against the Bible, which is my standard for truth. Yeah. So that right there brings me to question Mormons, anybody that's listening, 
you know, if you claim that you follow the Book of Mormons, the DNC, and the and the other book and and the Bible, you have to look and say, okay, if I follow all four of these books, then how come all three of these contradict the Bible, and how come there's contradictions within these three? Um, and, and that's what we have to look at, right? So, for example, read that read that verse one more time, John one one, uh, and I, I'm gonna also read John one one from the John Smith translation because he, uh, he made he he rewrote the Bible yeah, to give clarity thing. so I'll you read you read what a scripture says and I'll read what John wrote what Joseph wrote <laughs> yeah I've been tempted to call him John a couple times it's Joseph Smith in the beginning uh, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God all right and in the jo- uh, Joseph Smith translation, it says, in the beginning was the gospel preached through the Son, and the gospel was the Word, and the Word was with the Son, and the Son was with God, and the Son was of God. So, uh, you know, I heard someone explain it this way, is that in this, in this specific verse, Joseph Smith has already changed the nature of who God is. Mm-hmm. And the Jesus that Christians believe in, so he is no longer talking about the same Jesus Christ that the Bible speaks about, even yeah. though according to this Joseph Smith translation, this is you know a prophet in Mormonism. I find it very, very interesting that this is not the standard Bible that they use yeah. that they use the King James or you know. Old English version, mm-hmm. and and it, it, within their own Book of Mormons or or their DNC, one of those books, it talks about how uh, um, something about the the Bible being corrupt, and because there's so many different translations or something like that, right? Um, and so you would think that their prophet, who's had this revelation, who created his own translation of the Bible, you would think that they would use that and they don't. And so already we're finding mm-hmm. multiple contradictions within their own practice. We haven't even gotten into doctrinally what these, you know, uh, contradictions are. So, yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's the big thing also. Like we you were talking about the second point, the fact that they use the four different sources um, and we just use the Bible for them, even though the Bible is one of their sources, the Book of Mormon is really, you know, what they compare everything to. And then so so when Joseph Smith uh, takes the Bible, what he did is he would change, you know, the King James Version, the original King, King James Version, King James Version to, um, to reflect what was already in the Book of Mormon. Um, so that when like we said um for us in christianity the bible is the source um what it's referred to as sola scriptura which basically means that it is the one and only source like we said and by it you know we compare everything else not the other way around because also i think you mentioned this uh joseph smith this was in the 1800s yeah, and the bible yeah and the bible's written yeah Forever ago. Forever ago. Um, by, uh, <laughs> so scripture by, has been written through time. 
by 40 different authors yeah. where Joseph, Joseph Smith is the one who's saying, who's saying all these things and there's no one to basically go against it. what, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and then, there, and then there's also the evidence portion of it, the historic evidence, the archeological, archeological, archeological evidence for, uh, for the Bible. There's so much evidence, right? There's over mm -hmm. 15, 5,800 manuscripts that were discovered or that have been discovered of copies and copies and over 800 or however many different copies of scripture mm -hmm. that they can compare and say, okay, all of these are saying the exact same thing, right? When yeah. something isn't true, the story changes. And yeah. it's like almost like playing that game. What's that game? Broken telephone or something? Telephone. Right? Telephone. And, and it's, it's like that. So if the information throughout what we, uh, perceive as most of human history has been the same right then mm -hmm. this there, there's there's some truth to this uh versus uh and not not to count again the archaeological evidence that has been dug up that corroborate the places the locations the the uh, cultures uh the weapons the history the archaeological history that is uh, described in the Bible is being corroborated. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's more like a history book. And it's my understanding that there's a lot of historians and historian scholars that use the Bible as a reference to, to, you know, to match up against some of their finds, you know, and, and they're not necessarily Christian, uh, archaeologists you know they're secular or they're from you know there's some other uh, belief system so um there, there's just a compelling amount of evidence to support the validity of scripture and also not just some of these things that we're talking about but prophecy itself right there's uh, uh i think over 300 different prophecies that were fulfilled in christ alone Mm-hmm. And not to mention all the ones after that and all the ones that will come to pass. Now, you got to ask yourself, only God, right? Only a creator that exists out of space, time, and matter would be able to uh, give the revelation of the future to all these different people throughout time so that they could write it down and that people that had been reading it for hundreds of years could witness the prophetic word being fulfilled. That right there is evidence to prove that a creator exists. If it, if it proves that the creator exists, then you have to examine those scriptures even further. And then you find out when you do that, when you open, when you open the Bible and read it like a child would, right, without any preconceived notions about it, and you just read it openly with the open heart, you find how the word comes to life and convicts you to certain truths, and you can't help but then in that moment deny yourself and submit to Christ. So ultimately, that's what we encourage everyone to do is to pick up the Bible and read it. Throw everything out that you've heard of, that you've read, that you know, just throw everything out and just read the Bible like if you were a child mm -hmm. and, and, and let it speak to you. Yeah, amen.
So that's uh, anything we, we else we want to add on, I guess, the, their sources. The what? Anything else we want to add on uh, their four, the four sources that they use, or do we want to move on to a different point? No, we can uh, we can move on to a different point. Okay, so I want to talk a little on um, their basically their belief um, of God, their understanding of God. Okay, um, because it also ties into what we were saying about Jesus. So Mormons Mormons believe that God the Father, as you know, they refer to you know him. He they is refer not to him as heavenly Father. Yeah, so they say that he has not always been the supreme being of the universe, but attained that status by living, I guess, by live, living a perfect life or, or doing enough good. So um, something that they often say is, as man now is, God once was. So basically this belief that God at some point was, you know, just a regular human yeah. man on a planet and he lived a really good life. Mm-hmm. He um, married a Mormon woman and they lived, a, they, they did good. Um, and, and because they did enough good and they followed, you know, Mormonism as they should, um, then they were granted, to, you know, the ability to become gods, the god and goddess of their own planet. Um, and, and they had a bunch of spirit children, two of them being Jesus and Lucifer, um, which, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. But then basically the other part of that is, if we then are good enough and we do what we're supposed to, according to the Mormon faith and the Book of Mormon, then um, the, here's what their idea of resurrection comes in. Then when we die and when we resurrect, we can essentially become our own gods and goddesses of our own earth and basically take the place of God. And so um, that kind of goes into, I know one question that I often have, is you know because I've met Mormons before and they're some of the nicest yeah people you know um, and it kind of goes into I was watching this video and it kind of goes into the whole fact that they you know um, they think that in order to be saved you have to be a really 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 good person which we'll get to but it kind of also I think goes into this where if I'm good enough. And I'm going to be rewarded in the afterlife by, by becoming my own god or my own goddess. Yes. And um, and again, uh, the, the, what you explained about how they believe the nature of God is, is they're changing that nature, right? We understand God to be an eternal God. Um, and and I'll, read, I'll read a verse from the Bible, that, uh, Titus 3, 4, that uh, 3, I'm sorry, 3, 5, uh, Titus. That speaks to a little bit about the about the works. You know, they they have this tremendous amount of pressure that they have to do all these things and maintain all these what they call ordinances or requirements in order to keep salvation and to to make it, so to speak. Um, but here's what Scripture says in Titus three five. It says, "He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness." but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So that's Titus 3.5, if that's what you're looking for. Um, So yeah, so uh, again, that speaks, and, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, how, you know, Christians believe that we are saved by accepting grace 
We accept grace in faith uh, through Christ alone. Um, and that is, uh, uh, that's Christianity. Um, but they believe that they have to, um, you know, work for it. And one of the verses that they use to combat Christians who, you know, who defend themselves in this manner um, is they reference, uh, I think it's James 2, 23 or, or something. James 2, somewhere in James 2, where uh, it talks about faith, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just a, a, you know, misunderstanding of what scripture is, because we know as Christians that um, the reason that it, that's being said is because if you claim, if you proclaim to have faith in Christ, and you have no works to show for it, then you're lying. Yeah. Then you're not really a Christian, right? And I know that from personal experience because I was a bootleg Christian, right? As I as I keep saying, mm-hmm. it's because I always considered myself a Christian. I proclaimed to be a Christian, but I was not living life as a Christian because I hadn't submitted my life to Christ. So even though I accepted Christ with my words, I did not actually submit my life to christ and so um you know i wasn't living out the the true christian life but as i've started to do that in march of 2020 my life has entirely changed i have changed as a person uh you know i now have i now have you know god has provided me or given me um you know that the strength to overcome uh, and run away from the sin that used to bound me before. So, um, yeah. And I, and I think I, I like to think that that's apparent because, you know, I'm getting it, you know, from people that, that are just, you know, through, through different interactions are confirming that to me. So, you know, it, it makes, it makes me feel good that I am officially, you know, aligned in God's will for my life. Um, but that's also not an excuse for me to, you know, uh, lay back and um, and take it easy. You know, I have to keep I have to keep working on it. Amen. I wanted to read really quick the uh, verse in James you're ref- referencing. It's yeah. James two eighteen says, but someone will say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works." So. Um, like you were saying, it's it's not saying that hey, um, you have to have faith and works. It's that we show, kind of like what you were just saying about your own life. We show that we have faith. We show that we have that relationship with God by the fruit that we that we sow, but by the fruit that we have. So, um, I mentioned when we first recorded this that uh, you know, if you tell me that you, this is an apple tree, and I see that the tree doesn't have apples, then I'm yeah. gonna question whether or not it's in the apple tree yeah and i think i think where the difference comes is that if you are you know faith plus works if that's if that's the belief system that you know you have you need faith and works uh i think the the approach to that in my opinion would be like hey i'm saved because look at what i can do Mm -hmm. you know i'm saved because look at what i have done this is why I know I'm good because I'm a good person because I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that and it gets boring really fast when they start talking that way. But for a Christian, a Christian wouldn't go out and say that. A Christian would just love. A Christian would just be kind. A Christian mm-hmm. would just 
go out and feed the homeless. A Christian would just do things and no one would have to ask, you know, hey, is that guy, is that person a Christian? Or, you know, is there something different about this person that, you know, might appeal to me? Um, I, I mean, look at, I would say, look at the approach, right? When you see Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses, people run from them. Mm-hmm. People run from them. And uh, with Christians, um, I, I, I really haven't seen that. Um, even, even the hardcore evangelists, um, I, ha- I haven't seen that. You know, uh, So, again, and, and I think it's part of that. It's because we, we're not so much focused on what we're doing because what we're doing, uh, we're doing because we're being led by the Spirit. Um, not because it's something that we have to do. It's just something that we now want to do. Yeah. And I think that's where the difference lies. And I think I, I was listening to um, this one testimony, um, this guy that was was a Mormon and, and became a Christian. And I think it's something that maybe a lot of Mormons that become Christians can relate to is um, Mormonism is just, it's it's so it becomes so heavy and difficult to try to live this perfect life. It's, it becomes that, a burden. It becomes a burden, yeah, yeah. To, to think, hey, um, if I do well enough, if I am perfect enough, then grace is going to kick in. And it's like, that's not, that that's no longer grace, right? Because grace is, is something that is freely given. And if it's something that I have to work for, then... It's like I said, it's no longer grace. So I want to read really quick uh, Ephesians 2 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we just see there that it's by grace alone, <laughs> through Christ alone, you know, like we've said before. Yeah. By the way, um, if you want, you can get our shirt that says uh, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone uh, at our website at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All you got to do is go to ChristAlonePodcast.com, go to the top right corner where it says store, click on it. And select your favorite color, your favorite shirt, and it's free shipping. So check them out. Amen. So yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's a big one because <laughs> that's uh, completely the Mormon quote unquote gospel is completely different from the yeah and, biblical gospel. And here's what I heard: I heard I heard a um, I heard somebody give their testimony uh, about. Go, you know, coming from Mormonism, you know, decades and decades of Mormonism into Christianity. And they said that this is, these are the verses that perfectly describe their position as Mormons. And it's mm-hmm. Roman 10, 1 to 3. Here's what it says Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God to them is that they may be saved. I'm sorry, uh, uh, second and third verse, sorry. Uh, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God 
and seeking to establish their own did not submit to God's righteousness. And so when we focus so much about doing the works that, that, that will eventually win us or grant us that salvation, it's, again, it's about me. It's about what I can do. Mm-hmm. It's about what I can do. And it's about now I'm falling into a space where I'm now looking at what others are doing and comparing, well, he, d- he or she did that. You know, should I do that or should I not? And if I do it, am I closer to salvation than they are? Mm-hmm. And that starts a whole different conversation, but it, it becomes about self-righteousness. And when, you be- when it becomes about self-righteousness, it stops being about God's righteousness. Yeah. And that, I think, is a perfect description of what not just Mormonism, you know, how people uh, in Mormonism live, but how the world outside of true Christianity lives. Right. Yeah. Even with New Age Christianity that we spoke of earlier, right? Uh, New Age Christians are all about um, spirituality and zodiac signs and you know self help stuff and I can do it and me 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 mm-hmm. and it sounds a lot of like what Joel Osteen preaches, Oprah Winfrey preaches, uh, Joyce Myers preaches, all of mm-hmm. all of these different um, people preach. Um, so. Yeah. And that sounds exactly that. I mean, it's, it sounds very similar to, you know, this belief in Mormonism where, you know, if I am good enough, then I will be okay. And where Christianity and the Bible teaches, you're not enough. You're not okay. You need Jesus. And here's the thing too, specifically about Mormons, specifically about Mormons and, and, um, and is, and Islam, right. And Muslims is that it says, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. They, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. And I think that's what's so appealing, too, to many people, is that they are, they're kind, they're wonderful, and they have that zeal for, you know, quote-unquote God, but, but it's not according to knowledge. It's according to their own uh, self-righteousness. So, yeah. Um, Again, it's important. It's important to um, to look at scripture. I mean, yeah, we we can say that because we're Christian. But you know, for others, you know, there's there's plenty of evidence out there um, to to prove it. And and if you want to know more about what that evidence is, then listen to episode one of Christ Alone podcast because we break it down. Oh, sorry, episode two of Christ Alone podcast where we break down. Uh, atheism versus theism and mm-hmm. then episode three where we break down you know why why christianity amen um another one another difference um which i think this isn't the craziest but it's still wrong <laughs> is they they believe in basically different levels in the i want to say afterlife there's a celestial level yeah. which is for those who are um married those who have married and have are basically the best the best type of mormon you know following all the rules doing everything they need to do yeah um there's the terrestrial uh level which is uh basically you singles tried. <laughs> s- singles and also you're good because also in order to be a, a god of a of a planet you have to be you have to have a goddess yeah so and- the interesting too on the flip side of that is that becoming a god only applies to men. 
women cannot become gods. They can only become priests and priestess, priestesses mm-hmm. to the men. But that can only happen if they are chosen to be wives. Yeah. So <laughs> that is that, interesting. That sucks for women. Because yeah. now your salvation doesn't just depend, or your level of salvation in this case, does not depend on your works, but it also depends on someone choosing you. Yeah. So now it's dependent on someone else. Yeah. That sucks. That does suck. The only the only time that's awesome is when our my salvation is based on God choosing me. Exactly. <laughs> not someone not some God who used to be man who <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so the other level, the third level is the celestial heaven, which is for bad people and criminals. And then there's hell, which is for the devil and those who turn away from Mormonism. Yeah. So it's the uh it's the uh uh it's the clause that covers anything other than Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, where obviously in Christianity, according to the Bible, there is a heaven and then there is a hell. You know, if you have eternal life, then you will be, you know, with God. Um, and if you do not follow God, you'll be in hell. Yeah. And how do you how do you accept eternal life? It's very simple. It's you accepting, you know, accepting. First, you got to repent. Actually, first, you have to hear the gospel. And the true gospel of salvation is that Jesus lived, that he died. And that on the third day, he resurrected, as is written in the scriptures, right? And that one day, he will return. That he, that he died for our sins, and one day, he will return. And once you repent of your sins, and you uh, believe and you confess, uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, Savior and you submit your life, you submit your your entire life, your works, your everything to Christ, then you are saved. And that is all that is required. So all essentially all you have to do is repent and accept. Mm-hmm. That's it. Amen. Uh were there any other other truths? Any other uh doctrines, I mean? So yeah, so I got here the doctrine of God, which uh you spoke about. Um it has a little bit more uh, a detail here. It says, for, for Christianity, uh, the one God is a spirit who is the personal, eternal, infinite creator of all that exists. He is the only God and necessary for all other things to exist. He exists eternally as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And for Mormonism, God, Heavenly Father, is an exalted man, like you said, with a physical body of flesh and bone. Uh, Latter-day Saints founder Joseph Smith said, if the veil were rent today and the great God who holds this world in its orbit and who upholds all the worlds and all things in his power was to make himself visible, I say, if you were to see him today, you would see him like a man in form. The Trinity is denied with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost seen as three separate entities. The Father has a body of flesh and bones as tangible as man's and the Son also. But the Holy Ghost has not a body of flesh and bones, but is a personage of spirit. Were it not so, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost could not dwell in us, according to the doctrine and covenants. Um, then we have the doctrine of Jesus Christ, which again we, uh, we touched on. 
Um, so I, I think I could skip on that. I think we were very, um, very detailed in that. Or should I just read it? No. Okay. Go to the next uh, one. Then we have a uh, doctrine of scriptures and authority, which again, we spoke about. So mm -hmm. for Christians, it's the Bible. And for the Mormons, it's the uh, Book of Mormons and the other three books. And uh, doctrine of humanity. So for Christians, human beings are created in God's image, meaning they have personal qualities similar to God's. Every person is a unique, precious being of dignity and worth, as expressed in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. And for Mormons, uh, people are the pre-existed spiritual offspring of the Heavenly Father and Mother. All men and women are literally the sons and daughters of deity. Man, yeah. as a spirit, uh, was begotten and born of heavenly parents and reared to maturity in the eternal mansions of the Father prior to coming upon earth in the temporal physical body. According to Joseph Smith, um, they are born basically good. I don't even know what that means. They are born basically good and are gods in embryo, a commonly mm -hmm. quoted Mormon aphor aphorism attributed yeah. to the fifth president, Lorenzo Snow. As man is, God once was. As God is, man may become, like you expressed so, earlier. So it's really, it's really just uh, Jesus. There's really nothing special about Jesus, at least to the Mormons. It's just that he was... He would. He just happened to be chosen, yeah. you know. Uh, but he was a child, a spirit child of God, and you know, yeah, Mary. Um, and uh, he was just chosen for that. And while I was reading um, on one uh, Mormon website, you know, and they were saying the bullet points, uh, their explanation they they didn't really explain it, but they really said, uh, you know, when Jesus died for our sins, and and we were uh, made, you know, sanctified because of it. But then they also say, we don't really understand how that could be, <laughs> but that's, that's how it is. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you don't understand it because for you, you don't understand that Jesus is God and Jesus right. and Jesus being God could pay the ultimate sacrifice and take our place. Right. And, and because of that, we are saved. And it's what a lot of the world does, right? This mm -hmm. is not just applicable to Mormons. It's uh, the entire world. They they minimize and they they quantify God into this box, and and that's not the God that we know. That's not the eternal God that exists out of space, time, and matter. You can't put God into a space uh, that covers space, time, and matter if He exists outside of it. And mm -hmm. the reason He exists outside of it is because He created it all. If he didn't exist outside of it, then he couldn't have created it all. Yeah. So that's where that misconception lies. Um, so then we also have the doctrine of sin, where in Christianity, human beings have chosen to sin against God, rejecting his nature and pursuing life, opposed to his essential character and revealed law. Uh, and for Mormons, people sin by disobedience of God's laws. Adam's fall, a part of Heavenly Father's plan, caused the loss of immorality which was necessary for mankind to advance. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, immortality. I read that wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, the loss of immortality. I'm like, wait, the loss of immorality? No, that's backwards. Mm -hmm. um, 
It says, uh, were it not for our transgression, we never should have known good and evil and the joy of our redemption and the eternal life which God giveth unto all the obedient. Uh, each person is responsible for his or her own sin. And uh, I do agree with that last part, though. We are responsible for our sin, though Christ has paid that debt. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on our end that we can do <laughs> exactly. about it. Exactly. And uh, the doctrine of salvation. Um, we already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, doctrine of life after death. We already talked about that. Uh, real basic for us, it's just being with Christ. And, you know, for them, it's becoming God. Yeah. Or a God. Uh, doctrine of the church. Christians congregate together in local bodies and along denominational lines, sharing distinctive doctrinal and ecclesiastical concepts. There is no organization or denomination that can claim exclusive designation as the one true church. The universal church consists of all the redeemed in Jesus Christ in all of the ages. For Mormonism asserts that the LDS is the one true church on the face of the earth. Joseph Smith claimed Jesus Christ told him to join none of the existing denominations because they were all wrong, that all their creeds were an abomination in his sight, and those professors were all corrupt. So, uh, yeah. And that's it. That's all I have for the uh, different doctrines of uh, Mormonism and Christianity. All right. So, uh, I guess that is it. It's a wrap on Mormonism. I will admit... This was a much better episode um, than the one we had initially recorded as far as content and organization goes. I think uh, it's safe to say that God knows what he's doing. Amen. <laughs> uh, so praise God for that. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, again, want to encourage you guys to reach out to us if you have any questions, if you want us to pray for you. Uh, God is answering prayers. Um, you just got to keep praying um, and, um, and maintain that, that faith and hope in Christ. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, please follow us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are ChristAlonePodcast, except for Twitter, which is ChristAlonePod. And our number is 407-588-7979. Yes, you got it. <laughs> I almost cut you off and said it because I, I thought we were sharing content here, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So God bless everybody. Remember that Jesus loves you. He died for you and he is waiting with arms wide open uh, for you to just ask him and invite him into your heart. Amen. God bless you guys and we love you. <laughs>